Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Big Ten Huddle. Uh, JR uh, was unable to host tonight, so I'm filling in for him. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Brant. I am the CEO and founder here at Big Banter. Um, so super happy to, to hop in and fill in for JR. Um, and even more happy to welcome an awesome guest to our show. Uh, thank you to Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman for joining us tonight. Uh, super glad to have you on. It's great to be on, Brent. It's great to be on with you. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Uh, JR's uh, probably enjoying a New Year somewhere and uh, celebrating uh, while we're working. So uh, he's, he's probably having a good time. <laughs> the grind doesn't stop it. Yeah, I had to give JR a day off here somewhere. Um, just to, to dig into things. That's right. That's right. To dig into things before really getting into it. So you have a podcast called More Than Coach Speak. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Um, could you tell the audience a bit about what your whole vision is with that podcast and where you want to go with it? Yeah, no, that was something we started. Um, I started in the off season and it was really intended to, um, you know, for young coaches, uh, for young um, male, female coaches uh, that are coach all different levels, all different sports, really. Um, to hear, I really enjoy talking to coaches and, uh, we have an episode with Urban Meyer coming up. We have an episode with Scott Drew, uh, with, um, um, uh, Sean Miller yet to be released. Um, we've had some great guests. Ryan Day was terrific in talking to him. Um, we've had some great guests and, um, you know, we've really enjoyed, you know, um, uh, just the back and forth and learning. And um, uh, I've been, uh, it's been a really fun exercise for me. I, I don't do it in season. Um, it's just an out of season thing. And I try to, you know, collect shows. That's what I'll do next year. I'm a little bit behind right now, but I just don't have time to do it in season. Oh yeah. I mean, def definitely not something that, that it's that's, that's tough to tackle that with, um, yeah. you know, the, the whole grind of, of actually coaching and then, yeah. uh, but yeah, talking about it is a lot of fun. I, I've listened to a bunch of those episodes, really cool stuff. So definitely recommend that anybody listening goes over, uh, and checks out, um, uh, Chris's podcast. It, it's really cool stuff. Um, digging into kind of the X's and O's of coaching with some really cool guests too. Um, so just to, to hear it all that be, stuff. Is a lot it can be a little bit X and O heavy, um, on some, you know, I, I think when, it, when you're, when you're, when I have a basketball coach on there another college coach, I trend, I, I tend to dive more into the, the X's and O's. So like a casual observer wouldn't, wouldn't find, you know, situational discussions on basketball or ball screen coverage, entertaining and interesting. They might want to pass on those, but if you're just listening, you want to hear about, you know, Jim Tressel's philosophy on coaching or Ryan Day's philosophy on coaching, uh, you know, or, um, you know, Jeff Van Gundy's experience coaching at all different levels. There's some really fun stuff in, in those as well, but the, uh, the ones where it's, it's coaches. It, it can be a little, it can be a little in the weeds, um, basketball coaching wise. Yeah, no, absolutely. Even even as a non-basketball coach, someone who's not as much in the X's and O's, it's still, still a really fun listen over there. I really enjoyed the one you did with Tom Mizzo. Uh, I thought that was really yeah. cool, just yeah. to kind of hear some of his perspective on things. Um, but yeah, let's let's dig into, you know, a little more Ohio State type of stuff. So, you know, you were not, you're not initially from Ohio. So maybe before coming to 
at, to, to becoming becoming the head coach of Ohio State. You kind of had an outside perspective on what it was like over at Ohio State rather than like someone like me. I'm born and raised in Ohio. In Ohio. It's like kind of a cult following almost uh, to be an Ohio State fan and to like, yeah. be, be the scarlet and gray. So what was your first impression of Ohio State kind of, kind of from the outside and then from the inside once you actually were hired and started working? I think I was sh- shocked at how massive uh, its its reach was. I, I think I knew uh, that it had big reach, but I think I was I was surprised at just how massive um, it, its overall reach was. Um, I, I think that was probably the biggest thing. Um, and I, I've just been really impressed with the people of Ohio and the. And I, I've spent some time here. I was born in Cincinnati, um, I, so I've, okay. you know, so I, I, I've, you know, while I was born in Cincinnati, most of my time was spent in Kentucky and in, in uh, Kentucky and Indiana, even though I was born in Ohio. But I, I have family in Cincinnati, so you know, I'm very much in Ohio in in a lot of ways, but not ever working uh, or feeling the the love for this place was. Um, it was a little. Um, eye-opening for me, just its reach in general. You know, so many people feel an attachment to this place, and uh, that's that's been really fun to see. Yeah, definitely one of the biggest alumni bases, um, in, in yeah. the entire nation. Just having like, I'll just be in an airport and like the randomest place, and someone's throwing up an OH if I'm if I'm wearing my Ohio State gear. It's, yeah. it's insane, just just how widely yeah. spread um, everything is with with the university. Um, but yeah, that being said, let's dive into a little bit of the actual basketball side of things. So you guys just had that game last night. I know you mentioned you had some family coming in um, to go up to that game in Cleveland. Um, super fun game. Overtime win against West yeah. Virginia. Um, yeah. Hard fought win. Yeah. Uh, the guys played great. Um, but my my thought, my takeaway from this game, uh, just watching from an outside perspective, obviously not nearly as close as you were to the situation, but Roddy Gale, what a yeah. day he had. Yeah. Yeah. Um he so- was phenomenal. He, he he was phenomenal. And you know, we've had different guys kind of carry and lead us. You know, you had in the Minnesota win. I, I think Minnesota's a good team. The Minnesota win, you had Bruce and Jameson, uh Roddy. Roddy's had good moments throughout the year, but this was maybe the first game where you saw him him really kind of carry us um, uh, in so many ways, just his impact in so many ways. Um, we had contributions from other guys, but he he really did carry us. And, you know, the interesting thing about Roddy is we really had a decision to make in the offseason about going and adding another old guard because we had a small sample size on Roddy. We had one year and then just the productivity really towards the end of the year. And he started to get in a rhythm once we were playing him, he knew he was going to be playing 20 to 25 minutes, but still he had some, he had some flaws in his game. You know, he still does obviously, but he had some flaws in his game. He had to work through. So the question is, do you go get a transfer or do you just, Say, okay, we're going to continue to give him room to grow as a sophomore, continue to play through some things. And I, I would say right, you know, right now we feel really good about that decision. Uh, obviously, 
the most important three months of the season are coming up with Big Ten play where the competition is completely different than what we faced these last two months. You know, people always talk about, well, you know, they started with this record. Well, it's apples and oranges when you're comparing the two kind of mini seasons of November, December to January, February, March. Basketball people get that. Big Ten's the deepest league in the country, along with the Big 12. You're not going to go 11 and 2, you know, mm. in the Big Ten. You know, Purdue's not even going to do that. Like, that's unrealistic, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, any any given night, literally any team, whoever's in yeah. 14th on, in any given night, they're going to go, yeah. they're going to give you a game, no matter where it is, who it is. You got to be well prepared for all the games in the Big Ten, and you know, you definitely know that having having coached here for a few years, it's it's, it's been like that for a while. Where it yeah. has, it you can you can lose to anybody, you can beat anybody, anybody, and it's it's more that way. My first year, the league was terrible. We benefited from it, but the league was terrible. Um, it was it was so far worse than the league I just come from, the Big East. Mm-hmm. But then it started to get better and better and better. My first year, I think there were three or four teams in the NCAA tournament. And then these last couple of years, it's been eight, nine, ten. It's ten. So the depth of the league is what makes the league so hard on a given night. And that's what wears on you as a coach and a, as, a, as a group. And you just got to get through it. You've got to do your work in the non-conference. You've got to try to get better, win the games you can win in the league, in the league, and know that the reality is, is if you're you know, uh, if you position yourself well and you're 500 or more in Big Ten play, you're you're, you're going to have a pretty good seed in the NCAA tournament because of the depth of the league. And and in reality, you can make a run in the tournament. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, kind of going off of your points about the Big Ten and how deep it is. Uh, from an outside perspective, it seems like Big Ten basketball is almost a completely different brand than just you see in some other leagues, where it's more like gritty play just hard-nosed, um, those lower-scoring games. You'll yeah. play, play through the bigs, lots of fouls, just di- lots of diving on the floor. Um, and you kind of you get that throughout Big Ten season, but then you get back to March and you get kind of the same type of, you know, like spread the floor, shoot, yeah. knock down shots, play through the guards. And we've seen, a, we've seen the Big Ten have maybe not as much success as some of these other leagues have had in the tournament. So do you think that, that is kind of a knock on the Big Ten silo play. I think there's there's I think there's something to be said for that. I think it's also a little bit overstated. When you look at the last 10 years, the Big Ten's um been in the most most final fours of any other league. Um it's just the recent history of some upsets. We were a yeah. two seed and we got upset. Purdue was a one seed and got upset. Mm-hmm. You know Illinois got upset a couple of years. Um, so it, it just, you know, I think some of those uh, losses, um, but if you look at like what the league does in the first round, the league typically does really well in the first round. They win the games they should win. Right. Um, but I, I think your point about guard play, the guards, maybe it's some of the, in the athleticism that maybe you see in other leagues, Mm-hmm. There is a there is an element of that. Uh, it's hard to win the Big Ten without dominant bigs, but yeah. dominant bigs don't always win you tournament games. Very um, true. So I think there's the 
the balance of, you know, uh, dominant, you can lose with dominant bigs. Arizona lost last year and they had dominant bigs. Mm -hmm. Purdue, the most dominant big in the country. Right. But but you can lose in tournament settings, in single game settings. Um, uh, but it's harder. Uh, you're more, uh, I don't say indestructible, but you, if your guard play is on point, it can typically carry you through um, whatever issues. So I think there's a point to be made about that, but I also think it's a little bit of overdone right now, but I get it because, you know, the upsets. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's not just the big 10 who, who gets upset in the first round. You see it. Yeah. It's, it's March madness. That happens all the it's time. It's March madness. It's right. Yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah. But, um, back to the point about the guard play. Um, I, I really like where our backcourt is at right now with Bruce and Roddy. I think they've both taken big steps up this year um, after kind of getting their feet under them their freshman year. Um, obviously really tough to just come in and produce immediately as a freshman, but having that season where maybe things didn't go as well as they're looking right now. Um, how do you think that that season has benefited them in their growth and how they are, how they're playing right now? Tremendously, tremendously. I think that season, uh, um, if we have success this year, we've already had success, but if we have success in, in Big Ten play and can grow as a group, it will be in large part because of what we went through as a, a core last year. Mm-hmm. Um, all the coaches, um, Bruce, Roddy, Zed, Felix, yeah, Kalen, um, that whole group of, of mm-hmm. guys. Um, I think it will be in large part because of, of going through that last year. So those guys, it's very fresh in their memory. Um, the struggles for five weeks that we had six weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also, they also remember how we finished down the stretch. Right. And I think that helped them as well, but there's no question that those scars can provide real benefit to us if we, if we remember them. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, I think that's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's growing pains like that. It's, it was a very young group last year and these guys having that, you know, experience to kind of bond together and push through it. And then for them to play it as they did down the stretch and to, you know, win a few games at the end of the year and then go into that big 10 tournament and make a deep run. Um, I think definitely um, is, is helping them kind of grow um, my thoughts, I think that those two are the best backcourt in the Big Ten. I'm going to say it. And I, I don't know that I don't know if, if um, that's something that I can just like put out there for you to just be like, yeah, those are the guys. Those are that's the best backcourt in the Big Ten. But well, I, I, I certainly I certainly wouldn't trade them for anyone. I will say this. I, I think comparing stuff is more for you guys to do in the media. Yeah, it's it's their job and our job to just be our best. Uh-huh. And whatever our best is, um, that that's our job. It's their job and our job to be their best individually and their best for Ohio State and their best for their team. And, and they would say that. Uh, comparing, uh, that's for other people to discuss. And if you get too yeah. involved in that as players, you're really focused on the wrong, the wrong things. 100%. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, the versions of all the guys that we've been seeing so far this season, it's been great. Yeah. Um, everybody's really gelling together. So yeah, Jamison Battle, um, you know, adding a transfer 
to that core group of guys that that we had last year, you know, Bruce, Roddy, Zed, all those guys. Um, how has it been kind of integrating a guy who wasn't with that core group last year and who maybe has a little, little bit more experience? How how was it adding him to the locker room and to kind of the play style? Yeah, no, it's it, it takes a, a special, I think, kid to be able to, and but you see it now in college basketball all the time where guys have to assimilate who were you know, high profile players at their previous place. And there's, there's some growing pains that come with that. There's some, um, you know, it just takes a minute, um, uh, in a lot of ways, but he, he's really, I think grown, um, he's really come into his own. And I think he's really tried to do the things we're asking him to do to improve his overall game, uh, particularly on the rebounding end. Mm-hmm. I've been really pleased with him uh, in that. And I think he's grown as a player. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like last year at Minnesota, like he was, he was their go-to guy, uh, kind of him and Garcia, but he, you know, it, it does seem like he's kind of grown his game. Like it seems like he was more of just kind of a three point uh, specialist out at Minnesota. Yeah. And out here he's, he's doing all the things he's, he's grabbing rebounds. He's playing defense. Um, so yeah, definitely has been fun to watch him grow uh, along yeah. with that team. Um. Let's shift gears here a little bit more into the coaching side of things rather than uh, just more about the team. Um, So just, you know, with your podcast, your goal is to help kind of provide more guidance to young coaches uh, who are just kind of getting off the ground in their careers. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, what has been the most rewarding moment of your coaching career so far? You know, I think I think the most rewarding moment for me is. um when you see, um, you know, your, your, your players achieve something that they've, um, really worked to achieve and, you know, it could be a number of things. Like I loved going to Kyle Young's wedding, you know, I just seeing him have a family and I think being there on draft night for players you know, mm-hmm. is a really, really special moment for a coach. Right. Uh, because you get to see guys like EJ, who was such a good player for us for three years, or Malachi or Bryce. You know, you get to see a guy like Dwayne, you know, do what he loves. Those are really special moments, Kata, um, with with their families. Mm-hmm. And then when you see players who really deserve to see growth, um, in their game grow as players i think that's really rewarding as well um as far as a team you know sweet 16 in 2017 18 was a lot or 16 2017 was a lot of fun with with butler Mm -hmm. Uh, we ran into a buzzsaw in north carolina that won the national championship um beating multiple number one teams in the country um, has been, you know, is always a lot of fun. Villanova, Michigan State, Duke, um, you know, winning, winning on the road against high level teams has always been fun. Um, but th- those are just some of the memories that the, the first one are just when, as it deals with players. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Just to see those guys kind of grow up from when they're, when they're freshmen, when you're, I mean, even high school players, when you're, when you're recruiting them to see them kind of grow uh, yeah, has to be has to be super rewarding. Um, next question for you, just along the lines of coaching here too. 
but I just wanted to ask because it seems like a lot of the coaches, I mean, some of the coaches are like good friends while others like seem to be getting kind of chippy out there on the court. So I, I, just, I wanted to ask like, it, would you say that a lot of you're pretty close with a lot of the coaches or like a lot of the coaches are pretty close off the court and like the chippiness is just kind of a part of the game or do these guys really just not like each other? Yeah. I mean, it varies, you know, coaches won't tell you who they don't like necessarily. And maybe yeah. they will, maybe you can see it in how they, how they compete. Um, I have friends and coaches in, 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 um, in other leagues, uh, that I'm pretty close with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to know guys through competing against them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've made it known that I have tremendous respect for Tom and have used him as a resource. Um, but on game day, he wants to, you know, kick my rear end and and I want to do the same thing, but he's, he's a guy I've really looked up to throughout the lot, you know, my, my entire coaching career. I think there's guys you form kind of connections with, but yeah, it's hard to really get close with guys because this is such a cutthroat business Oh yeah, and you're constantly competing against each other, whether it's recruiting, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you realize that for the, you know, for the most part, they're good people. They have families, right? Uh, they're trying to provide for their families. But the tension is real, uh, particularly as you get into January, February. Uh, there's real tension in the air, and it can boil over in um, in in competition. Absolutely, that yeah. I mean, you've seen it on the court m- many times, especially in this conference. So many great coaches, but a lot a lot of hot tempers sometimes too. Yeah. Um, one more question for you. Um, as far as coaching, so it's New Year's Eve today. New Year's resolutions. If you could pick one thing to improve from the team perspective um, for 2024 going into conference play, what would it be? Yeah, I would probably say um, our defensive rebounding um, would would probably be the number one thing on my list. We identified four things uh, over the break that we needed to improve on. Um, That was certainly one of them. I, I just think that's going to be so critical for us to be able to defend uh, the way we need to to get first-time first time rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three other areas we've really focused on that I, I've just kept between our team, but I, I, I'll, I've made that public that, that I would probably be number one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, um, completely – I'd agree with you there. I mean, rebounding is super important going into Big Ten play, especially just with, yeah. you know, that – there's not too many points to go around in this kind of game. So you, you got to gotta get all the second chances that you can. Yep. Uh, just to close things out, three more fun questions for you. So first sure. one, you went to the Aeris tour um, this this past summer. Um, are you a Swifty? Yeah, I think that qualifies me as a Swifty, whether I like it or not. I think it qualifies <laughs> me as a Swifty. Um, I loved it. It was a incredible moment. Um, for my, you know, for my daughter and I, it really was an incredible moment. Yeah. Um, it had to have been a super fun, uh, father daughter bonding moment. Did, it did, really you guys was. Have a, did you guys have a favorite song out there? Yeah. Cruel summer. Oh, that's a banger. Yeah. 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 You know it. Oh, I do. I, You're I mean, a Swifty too. 
I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a Swifty, but my fiance is a big Swifty, so I guess kind of by association, I'm kind of kind of stuck in the Swiftiness um, too. I have, did not get it get to go to the tour, um, and also didn't go to the movie, which I know there's a movie coming out. Or oh yeah, coming out. But, my wife yeah. and daughter saw that; they loved it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another fun question for you. So I know these guys pr- go at it daily in practice. Is Head Key and Felix Akpara? But say they drop the basketball and put on the boxing gloves, who would win? Well, I don't. I mean, we've almost seen it a few times in practice now. <laughs> I mean, those guys go at it. Those, those guys go at it. Um, I really don't know, but I think this right now: those guys are two physical guys. Oh yeah. Neither guy would give an inch. Like somebody would have to like have a clean knock on the chin. And, and lay the other guy out because neither guy would give an inch. They, they both are high level uh, competitors and how they, they, they battle. And they're very physical. Both guys, they are not soft post players. A hundred percent. I'm looking forward to see how both those guys match up with Edie this year. I know that they both kind of held their own uh, last yeah. year. And with another year of experience, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys battle it out in the paint. Yeah. Uh, one final question for you. So, Mount Rushmore of Ohio State athletes. If you could choose four Ohio State athletes of all time to go near Mount Rushmore, who are you picking? Four Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go with our two-time Heisman winner. Yeah, it, Archie's a, he's a lock. It, there's no yeah. way you're not putting him on there. Archie's a given. I'm going to throw Clark Kellogg in there. Okay, great choice, great choice. Um... Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a contemporary contemporary player. Um, it, it's not it's not easy on the spot. It's, there's a lot of a lot of great options. Um, I would probably say Aaron Kraft. Oh yeah, that's a good. Uh, one. Just given given his, and probably you can, you can't do it without Jerry Lucas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a good four. Yeah, I'd probably go with go with that group. I like it. Yeah, Aaron Kraft, kind of the face of more modern day Ohio State. But yeah, I, I think tossing him on there is a good call. And yeah, Jerry Lucas. I mean, the face of Ohio State basketball for decades. Yeah, probably should have said him before Aaron Kraft, but uh, the guy who <laughs> helped win the national championship. But yeah, it's a, there's so many good ones. Yeah, Sullinger, no, Evan Turner, yeah. uh, guys that made incredible contributions here. Um, right. I mean, my gosh, Michael Red, Scooney Penn. Um, mm. You go on down the line there of, of guys that Jimmy Jackson, who called our game last night, you know, just some incredible guys, not to even mention all the incredible football athletes. Right. Yeah. I, just, I mean, just being an Ohio State fan and being able to watch all these guys year in and year out. Such a blessing for real. But yeah, that is it for our show today. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your New Year's Eve and out of your busy schedule to hop on, uh, Coach Holtman. Uh, hope you have a great 2024 and hope that um, you and the team have a good time um, as conference play gears up. I know you got a game coming up here Wednesday, but good luck against Rutgers and good luck um, against the rest of the Big Ten. 
Yeah, thanks a lot. I really enjoyed it. And uh, con congrats on uh, your success. And good luck as you kind of continue down this this venture. Um, you know, look forward to uh, staying in touch with you here. But uh, good luck with all you do. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Okay. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you later. Happy New Year. So, yeah. Um, thank you again to Chris Holtman for coming on today. Uh, super awesome conversation. Um, if you want to watch or listen to more Big Ten Huddle episodes, just go follow on Twitter. Uh, also, be sure to follow Big Banter. Uh, just kind of that, that's that's what I do. You know, JR's our Big Ten Huddle guy. I'm the Big Banter guy. Um, just kind of overseeing all of our channels. Um, and definitely also go if you if you enjoy that interview with Chris Holtman and you're a Big Ten basketball fan, I'm going to plug the views from the shot podcast. That is our Ohio State basketball affiliate. Fantastic podcast. Um, all the inside scoop about the program. Um, Tim Miller over there does a great job with his coverage. So definitely check that out as well. Um, Big Ten Huddle will be back to the regular schedule with two basketball episodes and one football episode coming out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Be sure to find the Big Ten Huddle on YouTube, Rumble, Apple, Spotify, Twitter, and really anywhere else. Uh, thank you all for check, uh, tuning in. I'll see you later.